Galatians 3, 6 through 9. So also Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. One of the many reasons I love the book of Galatians is because of passages like these. We will see Paul later on in chapter 3 return to the Old Testament to make his point about the gospel being the central theme of all scripture. I know I can take this for granted because it wasn't that long ago when I would rarely stick my nose in the Old Testament because of how different it seemed in tone and message in comparison to the New Testament. It has become a stale academic argument for me to now recognize the Old and New Testaments are not different. When I hear people make the claim that they are different, particularly that the God of the Old Testament is angry and the God of the New Testament is gracious, I find myself rolling my eyes in self-righteousness, as if that person is beneath me for their lack of understanding. And yet when I read from the Old Testament and get over my self-righteousness, it is easy for me to not just understand that argument, on an intellectual level, but to feel it myself. This is where having the New Testament writers point out the beauty of the consistent message of God's grace from the Old Testament breathes life into the scriptures for me. Here, Paul identifies Abraham as a believer in the gospel, that righteousness was given to him not on account of his good deeds, but his faith. Therefore, we are in the family not just of the New Testament church, but of the Old Testament as well. We as Gentiles are in the line of faith from Abraham, blessed just as he was because of God's grace. Right after the passage Paul quotes here, it tells of a story of a covenant between God and Abraham. He brings several animals to perform this ritual with God and then cuts most of the animals in two, putting the halves opposite each other. In these ancient days, those who made covenants with each other would perform this ritual and both parties would walk between the halves of the dead animals. It was a vivid picture of what would happen if either broke their end of the bargain. They would be as these animals would be, utterly destroyed. A sure and certain death would meet the one who did not honor their end of the covenant. In this story, though, Abraham falls into a deep sleep. The language here doesn't make it seem like he was just tired and dozed off, for it says a dreadful darkness came over him. It's as if God is setting him aside because the text goes on to state that God himself would pass between the animals, as if to say, I will take the full brunt of this covenant. If either of us breaks it, I will pay the cost. I will bear the penalty. I will die. And this is exactly what happens when the Messiah comes. Paul isn't just pulling some random text out of the Old Testament and applying it however he wants to be consistent with his understanding of God. No, the Holy Spirit is opening his eyes to see the gospel in all of Scripture and how this story of Abraham was a foreshadowing of the death of Jesus, of God himself. Your word of encouragement today is this. We have broken our end of the covenant with God, but he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed.